Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chronicles from the Cushion, where we interview drivers, and here at RPM Speedway, uh, we're live from the Scorers Tower up here, uh, luckily Mother Nature's can let us race tonight, hopefully, everything looks good, and so we're going to try, uh, we're going to jump right into the bump and run segment where we interview a driver, we actually have two guests this week, but we're going to start with uh, Chase Klo, Sport Compact Driver. So, hello, Chase. Hey, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Uh, Chase, I guess, if you just want to kind of start talking about how you got started racing, and we'll throw questions in as we think of them, if we think of any. So, just go ahead, Chase. Sounds good. Um, I started, actually, at the end of... Uh, 2019 um i decided to pick flatlanders in goodland kansas as my first race um did pretty good there and then i raced the full season in 2020 and then i took a year off um funds just weren't working for me at the time and then i got a into a car last year and raced all of last year and uh, started racing again this year just recently um, and here we are yeah for sure um, I know you have a kind of special rap this year honoring your late father why don't you talk about your father a little bit and uh, yeah just about your father um, my dad, um, he was a pretty hard guy, um, you know, it had to be his way, you know, the older generation, <laughs> um, but, um, I kind of feel like I can talk on this a little bit, but, um, through my life he always, uh, pushed me really hard, you know, um, I wasn't always the easiest child, <laughs> um, but, so, uh, 2022, um, I believe it was, he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, um, and, uh, got through that year, he did chemo and radiation, and then, um, through his whole, the, the reason that the rap means so much to me is even through his cancer and not feeling good anytime I raced in Colby he was always trying to make it to Colby to support me and uh, uh, last year uh, before he um, passed away he made it to I believe every Colby race that I raced and he passed away at after the just after the end of the season at the end of October so um, during the winter I decided to um, memorialize the hood of my car um, for this year for him um, in a way that you know kind of told his story um, from the American flag to the military which he was a 
chief warrant officer in the military to, you know, the kind of cancer he had. So this year is kind of, you know, a, a run for him pretty much. I, you know, any race that I'm at this year is for him. So yeah. for sure, you know, I can relate to losing someone to cancer. It's, it's just flat, flat out, excuse me, sorry, flat out devastating. I mean, um, I lost my grandma back in February, right before before we started getting the race season started. And last time I saw her was actually two days before my 26th birthday this year. And I uh, remember going to the hospital the last time to see her and um, she, she was supposed to be eating and she wasn't hungry so she made me eat her meal so that her doctors didn't yell at her for not eating. So um, I can definitely relate to the pain of losing someone to cancer and it's definitely cool, cool to see that you're honoring your dad all year. Um, I guess we can kind of jump into uh, what does your uh, season look like? I know you've had a couple issues. You had that motorcycle accident a while ago, and then you said you just tweaked shoulders, so not going to be in the car tonight, but uh, what do you think season-wise? Do you think you're going to run over in Colby quite a bit, or uh, mainly at Colby, or do you think you're going to branch out a little bit at all? Um, my plan right now is I'm going to race Colby. Um, I'm, you know, sitting pretty well over there, even though they've unfortunately only been able to get in one race so far this year, but, um, I feel like I've got a good chance in Colby. So, you know, I'm going to hit, try to hit every race up there this year. Um, and then I'm going to try to hit some other tracks um i haven't really dead set on any certain one um i know in september i'm thinking about um going up towards uh iowa illinois area and doing a weekend up there it won't be a very long trip but i'm gonna go up there and just try to have a couple days of fun and um see where that goes just go have fun um that's about it um i just i haven't really dead set on any other track really i've just been kind of doing what funds will allow yeah um see where it takes me yeah it's totally understandable and it's kind of nicer you are in this sport compact class i mean obviously nothing's affordable nowadays but at least the compacts might be a little more affordable than you know your definitely your higher classes i mean modified wise that's just crazy to run those but yeah it just it depends on the weekend (laughs) yeah yeah for sure so is that the reason you chose the compacts get into because it's one of the more cost effective classes to run or is it just the first stepping stone for you uh when i first started it was because it was a cheaper class to get into um and actually uh someone i knew had a car and i just you know offered me a cheap price and i was like all right let's do it and kind of just 
built a car in a couple weeks and said, let's go. Yeah, for sure. Um, another fun question I'd like to ask everybody, um, and we'll throw into unlimited funds, um, Bart, if you could race one race car at any track whatsoever in the country, do you have a favorite favorite car or something like a dream race car to ever hop in at a dream track? It's going to sound crazy. And I'm sure you get a lot of this. Maybe you don't. You're, but you're probably going to say the same thing everybody else has said, but we will see. <laughs> 410 Sprint. No, that's nope. the, I think oh, that's okay. the first 410 Sprint car. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I say that, and I also say at Eldora. Eldora's okay. the track that yep. everybody picks, but usually it's a late model. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I just, something about 410 Sprints, just, I'm, I'm kind of a daredevil, as you can tell, but... Um, <laughs> You know, it's just something about sprint cars that just, I would love to try it, you know, just how crazy it is. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought sprint cars are really cool until, you know, they get side by side and barely touch wheels and then one goes flying through the air. Yeah. It's the excitement but, of open wheel racing. Yeah, yeah. But it, I guess I got my little bit of the shock uh, last year. It was, you know, I can't even remember when it was, but last year at Joaquini, they had sprints, and one guy went flying through three and four, or went flying through three, was carrying way too much momentum, had no brakes, and he went flying into the guardrail, literally got the, the nose stuck in the guardrail, and he walked away. And yeah, com completely fine. I think they took him to the hospital as a precautionary, because he had like a little ankle pain, but it wasn't anything serious, and jumped back in a car and raced the next night. So it, it's crazy the safety they have nowadays. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The safety's better, but obviously, just last month or, or it was probably like two months ago, we got a sad or one of those sad wake-up calls as. We lost a sprint car guy, or not a sprint car. I think he was a midget racer, but still, yeah. Uh, definitely, there's definitely a level of a level of excitement there, but definitely a lot more dangerous than your your cars with a full cage or your full body cars or whatever you want to say. Um, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I have any more questions, Chase. Uh, Tanner, can you think of anything off the top of your head? I usually ask drivers what track condition they like, but it, compacts are more of a, a dry, slick track. So I will ask you, do you like to uh, just let her eat in that Larson line up top, or are you more of a catfish kind of guy? I usually like to run the bottom side, <laughs> but... Um, you know, I've been trying to, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, experiment the higher up <laughs> side. And, uh, so far it hasn't really caught me yet, but I'm going to keep giving her a go. Yeah, for sure. Just don't, 
don't be like me on the video games and you know <laughs> try to try to outside line and then all of a sudden I'm all over the bottom and yeah, yeah. hook the bottom and then slide up in the corners and go straight into the wall. That doesn't work. The Ross Chastain video game move does not work in the video game. So <laughs> no, the, it doesn't. The watermelon wall crawl definitely does not yeah, work. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't work. Speaking of that, uh, Josh Rice, late model guy, was trying to Ross Chastain watermelon crawl last night at Eldora, and he hung on until, you know, the left rear tire decided it was time to explode and shred. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of fun. He'd go through the corners, and all of a sudden, his back end is just full of sparks, <laughs> and he's ripping the wall. And then it was all fun and games until he slid into, um, I want to say, Mason Ziegler put a Ziggler in the wall pretty hard and then a few laps later Rice lost his right rear or left rear or no it was his right rear um I guess Chase um do you got sponsors or family or anybody you want to thank or shout out you can definitely go ahead and do that yeah um I'd like to thank Ox's Raider and Honor Repair of Goodland um they helped me with tires and stuff and i appreciate all they do for me um dirt slinger um that's a guy um up in the northwest uh east um he kind of helps me if i'm having track issues um lauren she's a uh sponsor of my car um smoky apparel and designs in goodland um they did some hats for me um and that's about it other than all my friends who support me and you know my dad above yeah for sure well uh, i don't know if everyone on facebook live can see it but uh the flag's up here and there's one behind where tanner stands but i'm pretty sure duct tape failed on that one so I'm not even gonna look at it but uh um Chase went ahead and signed both of the flags uh remember if you're ever at the RPM Speedway or even if you're not at the RPM Speedway and you want to enter the giveaway just send me a message on Facebook or I mean I guess you could send Tanner a message but Tanner probably doesn't want a thousand messages not that we'd probably get that many. I'm, I'm but in 27 groups on Facebook. My phone goes off regardless. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, you can definitely hit one of us up on Facebook Messenger or something. If, if you aren't able to get to RPM but you want a chance to win the flag, we'll, we'll definitely work with the winner. Um, or we'll let anybody enter that wants to. Uh, Chase, I guess, thank you for showing up. Uh I hope your shoulder gets better. It, Thanks. Yeah, it, I'm not even sure what happened with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, pretty sore. So that's what happens as we all get older. Right. Bodies decide that they want to shut down, kind of. But um, yeah, thank you, and I think we'll transition into our second guest. So um, Chase, if you want to hand a microphone to, we have Colby's track promoter so the thomas county speedway track promoter jason mcintyre is here with us so 
Howdy, Jason. Howdy, how are we doing? Pretty good. Uh, I guess, Jason, we can kind of start with, I don't know, I guess you could say the elephant in the room. A couple rain outs, so, including last night, so not off to the best of starts, your rookie year promoting, but uh, I guess, why don't you talk about how you got into promoting over in Colby and just kind of your racing career and wherever you want to kind of take this. Well, uh, I've always wanted to do more to racetrack and as a race car driver I was hit and miss, win here, wreck there, lose here. But I, uh, it came down to where last year Colby's track kind of hit a big low with the promoter I had last year. Yep. And so I talked to my wife and said, can I take the racetrack over and do what I want to with it? She goes, yeah, you got to sell your car and stuff, you know, because you can't find for family, prepping a car, and a racetrack. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time at the racetrack. So sold everything, put my heart and soul on this racetrack. We've had one race out of three, had two rain outs, but we need the rain. Yep. Lord, do we need mm-hmm. the rain. He's given it to us, so we'll take it. We'll make up some races, whatever we need to do. But uh, I don't know I got a lot of good backing behind me. Uh, Nutrient Egg Solutions is a big one. Um, Case, John Deere out there in Colby American Implement, Foley, um, with tractors, equipment, whatever I need. Um, the Colby Conventions Bro gave me a lot of money to fix the catch fence in three and four because the tire went through it last year. So we made it a true catch fence with cable. Um, did a lot of up, upgrades to the facility, uh, a lot of upkeep. Um, for the first night out, we had one heck of a racetrack. We used all I measured all but 28 inches of the top from bottom to top. It was black and smooth. And, I mean, them guys, they were flying two, three wide. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we had one red flag. But it was a good night. Everyone, I got nothing but uh, positive vibes from it, positive comments, positive feedback. So last night we're going to try it again until about 3.30. Mother Nature decided <laughs> to give us an inch of rain in about 30 minutes. So, and some hail. So uh, before everyone got out there, because we had cars coming from Colorado, we had uh, guys from Hoisington, Dodge City, a lot of guys coming this way. I heard it put on Facebook, so they went and get up there and say, oh, crap. So we got back in two weeks, the 23rd. We'll be back there on a Friday night. So uh, we're looking to have some more fun the 23rd. So I'm anxious. It's uh, it's pretty cool being a promoter or something. That you're the one that's got to be on the other end when the guys are waiting for you in the pit area. So <laughs> when they got something to say. Yeah. I'm good at giving those to promoters. Now it's my time to take them. So uh <laughs> But all in all, I I got a lot of help. I got uh, my family. Um, I got Gerald, Bill, uh, Chase, of course, brings transformers from Goodland. She brought them from Goodland. We need those. Um, I got the girls in the concession stand who works their butts off. I've got B.J. Wagner helping me. He comes out and blades the track and tells me what I do need to do for my rookie year. And, of course, he says it's all a guess, but he comes up with a plan, and his plans work. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's teaching me a lot. Him and his, and his wife, Danielle, for the My Race past stuff and helping us set that up. My lap counters. Um, you know, everybody. My flagman, everyone. I mean, it, it takes 30 to 35 people to put on a show tonight, and you got to count them to be there. And if they can't be there, you got to find someone else to fill their shoes that can fill their shoes. Yep. And uh, it's it's crazy how we all come together, have a good night of racing, and and make the, make the drivers happy on one night, my first show. So <laughs> it wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah. So... Me growing up around Goodland Colby, I've always seen you racing. You've raced for a number of years. Is there anything that you've learned from your stock car hobby stock 
that can kind of translate into you being a promoter that will help you become a better promoter? Uh, one thing is a really, really hammer-down racetrack will pop a motor and really stress your motor. So <laughs> but if you go dry stick, you got to keep the dirt down. That's one thing. It's hard to see on a real dirty racetrack in front of you. Um, been there one night at the Walking Speedway. We were all racing, big old cloud dirt, and all of a sudden, I believe it was a 17M machine. I'm off on sitting sides in front of me and Jeff Tubbs, and, and it was either swerve left or swerve right. So Jeff swerved down into me, and we went to the infield, and then ended up with a... Uh, I think Cody Williams hitting him and rolling him. So safety is key thing, keeping the dust down. And just, uh, I mean, we like moisture. We do, but we don't need a ton of it's a mud bog or ruddy or, or you know, uh, what do they call it, cupping out or anything like that. So we're trying to keep the base really, really smooth at Colby. I go out there every day at noon on my lunch hour and sheep's foot it and pack it if we have a race that week just to make sure I get on it and get that moisture in. I put it down the night before, get it pushed in, so... I put my heart and soul into it, so hopefully, I don't know, next year, hopefully we can get it again and see what we can do. Yep, for sure. I guess uh, one thing that might be decent to talk or touch on, um, you know, when a racetrack is forced to cancel due to rain, there is definitely a backlash every time yeah. on Facebook. Um, I guess you being a promoter, why don't you you kind of explain at least your thought process behind canceling or I guess what leads to it obviously if it's pouring you can't do anything but uh I guess just talk about what what exact like I don't know I guess not dumb it down but what's kind of the thought process behind canceling is it kind of a deal where you know if the pits are flooded is that one of your first instincts to go ahead and say hey we're not going to race or i guess what all goes into the decision uh, to cancel yeah uh one thing at colby's the pit area's got some low spots when it fills up with water we will not be able to get no rigs in there and i don't even want to try it or hurt someone's <laughs> equipment so if i can cancel before it happens i will um second thing is the guys from out of town come from three four hours away um you gotta give them a heads up i had a bunch of phone calls and texts here for racing i said hang on i'll put it on facebook whatever we need to do Yep. let you guys know before you get loaded up and head out this way like i mean we had nordikes and a murphy guy from out in colorado and a bunch of guys you know hit me up hey we raced and i said well it's clear as of now at 2 30 well 3 30 mother nature opened up so i heard him got on facebook i text people back i called them just don't want to make a trip for nothing so yep. uh and what's nice is it, i mean if we don't if we do right now at cold we always have Hayes or someone backing us on saturday yep or goodland saturday sunday but a promoter never wants to cancel mm-hmm. He wants to get his shows in. That's what he works hard for. That's what he gets prepared for. And the, the worst thing of being a track promoter is Mother Nature is against you. As long, as long as it stays away, we're great, but there's always that chance. And a promoter, I mean, never want to cancel. You want to get your shows in, get them ran off. You know, it, it's me. I mean, people say, well, we're canceled. Great, that's saving us money, whatever. I really want to see guys come to my racetrack and have a good time and, and make a show of it. And, you know... Just give them something to do because being a racer, you live for going racing. You own a car, you want to go anywhere you can, as long as your funds let you. Back in 2011, 2012, I hit probably 50, 60 shows in them seasons, and and it was fun. But you know, with costs nowadays, you got to make sure that if you do right now, you got to tell them they don't they don't spend yep. fuel to get out there and get back. So yep, appreciate um, doing it for them, doing it for the crowd, and just just being on top of things. So. And like I said, with B.J. Wagner helped me out. I, I mean, some things are a guess in my eyes, and sometimes I am known to guess wrong, and I don't ever do that at the racetrack because 
then you'll be looked upon like you did something wrong. So yep. I don't want to be that guy. I want to make everything run smooth and have fun and and just have a good racetrack in Colby, Kansas. Yep, for sure. Um, you keep mentioning Wagner. That's got to be a heck of a deal having Wagner help you through your rookie season. I mean, obviously, I got into the sport just a few years ago, but uh, seems like any time Wagner's working with a racetrack, it's one of the best in yeah. the state. So he, he knows what to do. He knows what call to make, how much water to put on. You know, and he just tells me we can always put more water on. Just don't overwater it. Don't don't make it where it won't take water anymore. So uh, he was in on vacation this week, so he wasn't helping me. But I was on the phone with him, texting back and forth, sending pictures of what the track was doing, what it was like. So uh, it's really good to have him there, or at least on the phone, because I don't want to be the guy to screw up. And BJ, he usually don't screw up. He's good with that stuff. He did it for. I think nine years, and he had a great racetrack at Colby. I mean, it was smooth, always fast. And like he said, if something ever went wrong for the races, he'd cancel it that way. He don't put no one, no one in, in I want to say no one in a predicament or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So if we have a rough racetrack or something, because it's hard on equipment. Yep. And these race cars, <laughs> they're expensive. When you build a new, <laughs> yeah. even a hobby stock, you're looking at anywhere between ten to fifteen thousand dollars at least. Yep. So. Um, but we live to race, we live to have fun, so I just want to keep something in western Kansas, so, and we got Goodland and Indian Hayes backing us, so I think that's a lot better to make guys have two trips, get two checks, go home instead of just coming out four hours, one track, so. Yeah, yeah pretty sure. Uh-oh. Something that you did uh, the first night that I noticed is that you, it's something you didn't have to do either, is that you gave the track champions from last year the plaques and the top five and all that it's something that you didn't have to do but you went ahead and did it was that just to kind of mend some of the feelings from the previous promoter or what was your thoughts through there yeah it was to do that um i'm a racer and at the end of the season we work for that track championship we work for that trophy in the top five i mean we put our all into these cars go out there and race and I've done that over the years, and i just feel like the guys in the top five needed something to show that 2022 you know, they raced there. They put up with what they had to put up with and had good nights and always came out there and, and supported Thomas County last year. So in my heart, when I sold my car, I said, I got, I want to do this for these top five guys. So I did. So, and I know a lot of people said I didn't have to do that. This that, and everything else. They told me thanks and shook my hand. But as a racer, you always race for that one trophy at the end of the year. Whether you don't get any feature wins during the season, but you get top five points, you got something coming. So yep. that's, that's what I like about it. You always drive and try to succeed for that trophy at the end of the year points and guys that run for points you know to go race boone iowa at the end of the season or or you know stuff like that i want to help with that so yeah it it was definitely pretty cool because you know you said everybody said you didn't have to do it because it was under the it was before you took the track over but i know all the drivers that finished in the top five and have got their plaques or at least got a handshake from you they definitely appreciated it yes they did so we got um fourth and fifth place got a and then a picture done by Photos by Red, who's awesome. Um, he was not made out to Colby at this year because he had other requirements plus our rain outs. But he did pictures for him, and then I went and got plaques for fourth and fifth, and then one or first, second, third got trophies. So I spent that out, out of my pocket. So just knowing they need to have something from last year. So. Yep. Yeah, pretty sure. That was a really cool deal that you did. Um, I guess. 
it can kind of touch on this. You might not have the have a real good opinion quite yet, where you've only had the one show. Uh, but you know, nowadays streaming and social media is kind of taken over, and we are seeing crowds dissipate at racetracks. Um, I guess give us a promoter's thoughts on the whole streaming of races and uh do you think that's what's keeping people home or uh i guess why do you think we're seeing a decline in fan attendance i think that you know you look at now and we have streaming tvs and stuff we stream it all and you look back 10 12 years ago when the crowds were packed but now like I mean, we sit at home and watch the races from Stewart or Boone. We watch them, you know, Super Nationals. Yep. But uh, they still get their attendance because everyone wants to go. It's America's <laughs> Race and Vacation. But um, I don't know if I'd ever have a streaming one at my at my track unless we do a huge show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a guy who wants to be there and watch it in person and not on TV. But, I mean, it just, to me, it's, I know the racetrack supposedly gets money back from, from well, having TV there. But mm-hmm. I don't have people come out, watch it. You know, live, spend some money at the concession stand, have a good time, yep. get some. Last night, Dave Motorsports out of Texas sent me 30 shirts last week. I was going to throw them out to the crowd last night, and I was all happy for that, and I didn't get to. So, <laughs> um, it just, I think it kind of, it's a 50 50 where it does or doesn't kill it, but I mean, like, we're a long ways from Iowa, and we love watching Iowa races because they're good up there, but, uh, I don't know. How do I have people at my racetrack and see their faces and talk to them and have a good time? Let them come watch it in person, you know, because yep. you see more in person than you on TV. Because <laughs> if somebody bad wrecks and the camera don't catch it, you just missed it. So yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. It just it's it's a fifty fifty to me. I mean, I'd rather have people at my racetrack than streaming it live on TV. I want people to be there. Cause you got people at home, two blocks, three blocks away, watching on TV, saying, "I don't want to get out tonight." Well, if they want to watch it, well, come to the racetrack and watch it. Yeah. So it's just it's one of those deals. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had another question in my mind and can't think of it quite right now. Uh, oh, how many wins I had in racing? I had seven wins. I had seven wins in 14 years. That's, well, I mean... Yeah, I was a hit and miss guy. More yeah. heat races and feature wins, for sure. I, I do remember one race of yours. I think it was you. Uh, you kind of parked on the tires over in turn four out of Colby. Yeah, that'd have been me. I parked it. I Kyle Larson that baby. Right on top of the old tires. I remember that one from when I was little, before yep. I started announcing. That was a bad deal. That was one of those uh, uh, three wide deals. The guy on the bottom was coming up. The guy in the middle decided to go up even higher, and I came around on the outside, and I parked it right in the wall in the tires. So, I mean, it's a racing deal. I wasn't mad. <laughs> I think it was old uh, Manuel Young came around and goes, So, you mad at me? I was like, Well, it ain't going to change the outcome of anything. So... <laughs> I mean, no big deal is a racing deal, so um, I've been in a lot of predicaments. Walking, I rolled down the back stretch. Uh, here one night, we had a big pile up on the front stretch, 2017. I slowed down for it, and the guy behind me did, and we all ended up in a ball of metal. <laughs> so uh, I've been on the good end, I've been on the bad end. So, but all in all, it's just a hobby. It ain't really nothing to get really upset about, you know, because everyone gets upset that night. Give it a couple days to think about it, you know, it all goes away. Yeah. So, um, it's, uh, it's just... Like Chase was saying, the safety of this stuff, the, the harness devices, the new helmets, uh, the receivers. Now, being a promoter using the receiver, now that's something cool because it's like your remote control. When you say yellow, 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 red, they do come to a halt or to a stop. So that's pretty cool. But, I mean, safety is the biggest thing. I never want to put nobody in a bad predicament. Um, 
but uh, you always you always got to look out for safety because people don't know from the stands but stuff happens really really fast in these cars no matter where you're at what you're doing so I mean you can have a guy sent off the racetrack and a yellow corner three well BJ Rogers at Bristol he was leading <laughs> it and that guy spun out and they yelled yellow they were just slowing down that guy rolled clear to the bottom of the racetrack and BJ hit him and I think BJ would have had that one and that's yeah. cool. A guy from Kansas is going to win that thing at Bristol. Yeah. We were cheering for him from at home, and then that had to happen. So. Yeah, for sure. Safety is my biggest thing right now. Yeah. Well, as Tanner, can you think of anything else? Or? I've got one, but it's not a great one, so we might just skip over oh, that one. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, well, you we'll, might we'll as go well. With it. We've, I've noticed a lot, anyway, in the past couple of years, we've seen stuff with drivers... Like, there'll be an incident out on track and there'll be some retaliation. Like, they'll they'll dump the car, they'll run over them, or they'll rip the sheet metal off of it. What's kind of... You know, you just touched on the safety aspect and you want everybody to be safe. And I know as a promoter, you're probably not the biggest fan of that. But what's kind of... If that happens, what's kind of your thought process on well, it? Well, I've retaliated in the past and I shouldn't have. You know, you think about it later, you shouldn't have done it. But trust me, if somebody sees it on the racetrack, the guy that, that dumped you will get penalized or have been dealt with. You know, we can't use cars for weapons. And I mean... One night, a guy dumped me, sorry, I ran up there and hit him in the rear bumper, which almost cost me a radiator. It cost me a front bumper, but after thinking about that, you know, that's a $150 front bumper. <laughs> I thought, well, that's kind of stupid, and I could have just started in the back and drove around him, you know. Um, you just got to think, that's a life inside that car. I mean, if you want to, come to the pit area and be mad. Don't don't use the car as a as a weapon, you know. That's a 3,400-pound race car. And it's easy to try to somebody rip sheet metal off, or if their arm's out the window, you know, trying to get air in their glove or something, their arm could be there. Mm-hmm. Or whiplash if you hit them real hard, you know. So it's just, uh, at my track, if I see it, and then there's retaliation after it, I will probably come out of the crow's nest and pull that driver to the infield and tell him what he did wrong and then go park it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just me because as a racer, I mean, stuff gets heated, but then you got to think that's a life inside that car, you know. And if it, I've always wanted to go to the tap out rule. Um, me and Nick Tubbs years ago in the stock cars, I drove into corner three deep and I set up the track Well, Nick was high at me and I hit him and spun him. Well, they were going to put Nick to the back. I went by the flag stand and I tapped my roof, tap out rule. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnny Moffin was a flagman. He goes, McIntyre, you made my night making that call a lot easier because you knew you did wrong. Yep. And you knew you needed to go to the back. And I said, well, that's me. I'm honest. If I dumb somebody out of stupidity because I go in the corner and hit the brakes, my front end pushes. And I hit somebody. That's my doing. I drove my car wrong. Yep. So that was just me being me because that's that's just who I am. People was like, no, I wouldn't have done that. They're gonna put Nick to the back. Keep your spot. No, because then I just kind of, I just kind of moved Nick and you know <laughs> took that transfer out of the heat race. And that's <laughs> that's not what I'm about. I'm about honesty. So a lot of guys are for the tap rule, like I am, and some guys aren't. But I mean, just I think being honest makes makes the race track go a lot easier makes the calls better because if you make the wrong call either way you're going to get uh, a rear end chewing so but if the guy's honest about it and taps out on his roof and we see it he just made the call for us which is 100 percent honest so that's what i'd like to see but some of these guys they get hot heads and don't do it but i mean it's just like if us today if we screw up we screw up we admit to it it's better like my dad always said if you don't admit to it there's consequences and they're going to be bad ones yep. and i learned that a lot yeah very <laughs> sure so, Oh, um, I can't think of that question that I had in my mind, <laughs> and uh, we probably should try and get things wrapped up here soon. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Jason, thanks for stopping by. Hey, you're welcome. No problem. I uh, and 
seen you on a couple weeks ago and I was like, hey, I want to do that. Yeah. My Facebook Live last night for my racetrack wasn't very good. Yeah. People said they couldn't really hear me. Had to read my lips. But, I mean, I get kind of excited and I need to calm down on that. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm ready for a good night of racing and see what these guys and these machines can do. And just pray for a safe night for the spectators, the track track officials, and the drivers. So, yeah, very sure. I'm here to watch and have fun and support my local racetracks. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Jason, there's Sharpie up there. You're more than welcome to sign both flags. Awesome. Uh, so uh, you might have to pick up the one in the back. But Does this mean I'm a celebrity now? Yeah, sure. All right. We're all, all celebrities right. up here. I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Hey, we got a little guy there waving at yeah, us. See? pretty cool. He must not have seen me race ever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, we'll kind of jump into a recap. Uh, we don't have a lot of recap or a lot to recap as mother nature's rained us out a lot and like jason mentioned we really need really need the rain so we're not complaining but also i guess slightly complaining that we haven't seen much racing um i guess we'll kind of look at track points i was gonna list a bunch of the different tracks but i got lazy <laughs> about an hour or two ago and just left it to RPM's track point, so uh, we'll run through that, and then uh, there are some upcoming races that we need to touch on, and then we'll kind of finish things. Uh, so I guess we'll run through the track points, Tanner, we can kind of own alternate like we usually do. Uh, the Cruiser class... Um, thank you, guys. Yeah, yep, thank thanks, you. Um, the Cruiser class uh, last winter was Matt Ramsey. Yeah, thank you, Chase. But uh, Matt Ramsey picked up the last win in the Cruiser Division. Uh, it was his second win of the season here at RPM and his fourth overall in 2023. Uh, Matt Ramsey's your current point leader. He has 101 points. Uh, Dylan Piper's in second with 63. Chris Lowry, 37 points. Fourth is the Weston Kraus with 35 points, and rounding out your top five in the cruiser class right now is David Kraus with 34 points. Guess Tanner, if you want to run through the compacts, you can. We'll move over here to the four cylinders of Fury. Last time we were here at the RPM Speedway, Kiowa Higdon picking up his second win of the season. Uh, he is th his third win in uh, 2023. Points rundown right now. Kyle Benoit leads the way with 145. Kyle Higdon in second, 141. Madison Reed with 140. So a good battle there between your top three, all separated by five points from one to third. Uh, Gage Porter, 136. He sets in fourth. And Kyle Mortensen, 136. A tie there, actually, for your fourth spot. All right, moving over to the hobby stock class, which hobbies have been a heck of a show each week ending the same every week uh last time out zach olmstead won it's easy to count the number of wins zach has like tanner mentioned in our last podcast you just got to look at how many races we ran here at rpm and that's four so zach's won them all so far uh cody williams has challenged in each of them but zach's just been a little too good each night and got the job done but that was his fourth win at rpm this year and his eighth imca win of the season so far in 2023 uh zach olmstead leading your points with 160 uh jamie hart and tyler heap 
are tied for second with 146 points. And then Jonathan Saliba is fourth with 139 points. And Cody Williams rounds out your top five with 136 points. Sport Mods, last time we were here, Jack Kirchhoff picked up his first win at RPM, second of the season, doing it actually back-to-back weeks because the week prior picked it up at the Dodge City Raceway Park. Uh, Tyler Watts, though, leads the points, 145. Alex Loveless in second with 134. Blaine Walt, 117. Hunter Smith, 103. And Jack Kirchhoff there, fifth in points with 102 for your Sport Mods. For sure. And uh, speaking of Sport Mods... um I am not real sure about the 14W if he's came back playing Walt or not. Uh, he is not in his usual parking spot. Yeah, I don't see him, so not for sure if Blaine's got his car ready after he rolled uh, at Kobe. That uh, red flag that McIntyre brought up or mentioned was uh, for Blaine Walt rolling down the backstretch in Kobe. So uh, hopefully Blaine gets feeling better and uh, gets the car ready and comes back to the racetrack. We definitely miss him out here. Uh, but also another driver with some some big misfortune was Brianna Mofflin. I believe she wrecked hard in Goodland. Yeah, something broke going into turn number one, smacked into those K-walls over there on the back side of turn number one. Totaled the race car and I think if I remember correctly, maybe a little stress fracture in the ankle too from that. Mm. Well, she's feeling better, and she's got the new car ready. And last I knew, she was headed out here. Uh, I'm not sure if she's here quite yet, but I know she's planning on making the trip back. Uh, So that's kind of cool to see a couple sport mods return, or uh, Blaine Walt hopefully returning sometime this season. Uh, moving over to his stock car class, uh, Mike Petersilly won the last one. Mike's been on a pretty good roll, whether it's here at RPM in Hayes or it's down in Dodge City at Dodge City Raceway Park. Mike's picked up numerous wins. Uh, it was his second win here at RPM, and I want to say his other two wins have came at Dodge. Yes, he has won a couple times there at Dodge as well. Uh, in the in the modified too, yeah, yeah. Mike getting it done in two classes—that's pretty cool to see. Uh, Mike Petersilly, your points leader, he has 150 points. Uh, second is Tathan Burkhart with 143 points. Actually, tied for second is Tathan Burkhart and Tyler Watts. Uh, Kyle Piper sits fourth in points with 107 points, and then out of Selman, rounding out the top five is Jason Rogers with 75 points take a look at the modifieds here for our last class of the rundown here at the rpm speedway last time we were here clay seller the old buckland bomber picking up yet again another feature win that's a second of the season here at rpm the other few coming over at the dodge city raceway park five total wins here this season for clay seller modified points up to this point here tonight dylan Scherfick leads the way 146 not surprising tie there for second though between two very fast modifieds in the money man clay money and the three J Jake Nightingale both with 140. Seems like wherever Sherfick and Money run, whichever tracks they race at, they seem to be one two in the points there. 
Uh, Tim Watts in fourth there with 131. And Kyle Rolletter has been to victory lane a couple times this year in your fifth spot, rounding it out there for your IMCA Modifieds. Yeah. All right. Looking ahead, we've got some really cool shows coming up. Uh, I forgot to list it, but next weekend, Tanner, you're going to be in Dodge. I get what? to announce late models for the first of three times this year, the Dave Garman Memorial, which used to be, I want to say, held at Fort Morgan out in Colorado. Dave Garman, a longtime uh, late model and modified driver out from, I think, Brighton, Brighton, Colorado, Denver, Colorado area. He was actually... I think the lead fabricator for Martin Truex Jr. in 2017 oh, when he wow. raced at Furniture Road. I think the, the year they won the championship, he passed away, I think, the week of the Kansas uh, playoff race back in 2017. So the big Dave Gar Memorial it used to be, I want to say Fort Morgan is where they had it. Um, I think, from what I've heard, I don't want to start anything, but I think they weren't getting the treatment that they thought they deserved out there at Fort Morgan, so they've moved it to Dodge City here this year, the inaugural one at Dodge City. I believe this is the third year of it over for the Dave Garman Memorial. But, yeah, late models here in two weeks, Friday, Saturday. So Friday night they have modifieds and late models. Saturday the sport mods will join the group there for sport mods, modifieds, and late models. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a cool show. Uh, speaking of Dodge City, uh, Kyler Putters can take a little bit maybe of a leap of faith and run a Thursday night special show for your stocks and hobby. Uh, I think it's $750 to win for both classes on a Thursday night. And then um, there is numerous sponsors uh, sponsoring $50 towards laps. So the leader on a certain lap will get $50 from a certain company or group. So uh, Chronicles from the Cushion, I don't know if you noticed, Tanner, but I threw down $100. So we're going to sponsor Lap 9, which is no surprise. If mm. you know me, I huh. wonder why. I'm a huge Chase Elliott fan, despite calling him out for uh, <laughs> intentionally wrecking Hamlin and getting a little internet publicity for kind of giving my favorite driver a hard time that was not <laughs> intentional but hey it happens i guess but um yeah chronicles from the cushion can sponsor lap nine for the hobby stocks and stock cars on that thursday night show um i am gonna try my hardest to leave work a little early that thursday night to make sure i can get down to dodge city um i think it's gonna be really cool because we haven't seen if midweek racing can work here in western central southwestern kansas yep. for a while i mean hayes used to do the stock car shootout uh midweek that was kind of a big thing it went away so it's another gonna be i guess kind of a viewing point for other promoters around here i think it's really cool i just wish you would have picked a better better thursday for it because I go from, I'll have to go Thursday to Dodge, Friday to Colby, and then Saturday back here. So you're kind of in the same boat as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, actually, that weekend, so um, that's going to be the weekend that I go down to Wichita. Better Built Trailers is sending us, sending a few of us down to Wichita. Uh, we're going to go watch the big boys, the World of Outlaw Light Models, which is going to be a really cool show to go to i'm really excited 
I'll get a chance to watch Nick Hoffman in person. Nick's one of my favorite drivers, so that will be cool. I'm wearing a Ricky Thornton Jr. Show, shirt today on the show, but uh, not real sure if Ricky's going to come on down because uh, I don't think so. How many not? Well, I guess that's the world of outlaws I'm thinking of, so never mind. I was going to say how many non-outlaw sanctioned races has he well, ran, but... Yeah, but see, the you're going like, to be baffled by this, but Sprint Car has the rule about jumping. I think you can run five, up to five. Yeah, but I think that's a sprint car rule only. I think I think on the late model side, it's not as strict, which huh. makes no sense to me. But, like, right now is the big dream, uh, the dream at Eldora, and there's Lucas Oil officials there and World of Outlaw officials. Hmm. So there's a lot more willingness to work between the late model uh, series. So uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. is leading Lucas Oil points, and I know they have a big show somewhere out east that same weekend. So I'm not real sure if I'll get to see my favorite late model driver uh, that weekend or not. But um, that will be June 24th. Uh, I will be there instead of here at Hayes, so we won't do a podcast episode that week. Uh, and then July 15th, 16th, we have Wheat Shocker Nationals here. It's going to look a little bit different. We won't have the United Rebel Sprints, but Chris says to prepare for a big weekend. So I don't know what Chris has in mind, but I guess make plans to come out to RPM for the Wheat Shocker Nationals. And then uh, July 1st, if you go over to Wakini, you can catch the ASCS National Tour. Uh, I think Lucas Oil sponsors that. Uh, they have in the past. Uh, they did at one point. I'm yeah, not sure they if they're still the, the presenting sponsor yeah, of that they might, they might not be sponsoring anymore. But um, I think that about does it. Um, we probably went a little longer than usual, but that's all right. Um I guess Tanner, Tanner, and I will thank a few folks real quick. Uh, McIntyre had mentioned photos by Red, but Carl Red Larson's a big supporter of mine, so I always like to thank him. Uh, I guess we should at one point thank RPM Speedway for letting us <laughs> host a podcast up here. We never really asked; we just assumed that we could do it. Uh, and then I'd like to. Uh, thank Hayes Daily News every week. Uh, they run my articles, and it's always cool to see um, race cars on the front page of a newspaper. So last time we got the hobby stocks on, so I'm not real sure what we're going to do this week. It kind of is how I feel. You know, if the Modifieds put on a really cool show, I'll probably put a Modified driver on. If Or a group of Modified drivers on. If the hobby stocks show out, we'll do hobby stocks. Um, sport Compact, Cruiser, Stock Art, I guess just make it real exciting and maybe you'll get the front page of the newspaper one of these days. Um, also, Bulletproof Designs, if you need a logo made or a race car wrap or a tent, I think he just put in a huge order for tents or something. They're, or I think it was... Uh, the door banners. Yes, door banners and the haulers that 
Mr. Cameron Gruber with Bulletproof Designs just did a big order for. Uh, he designed our logo and asked asked us to shout him out in every podcast episode, and we'll gladly do that. He's a cool guy. Uh, Tanner, you can thank the people you want to thank. As always, need to say thank you to Randy and Corey LaJoy over at the Joy of Seating and Safer Racer out there in the North Carolina area for being a personal partner of mine. I need to say thank you to Flex Racing for designing my announcing jerseys, which I forgot this week. I realized that as I pulled into the racetrack and I was too lazy to drive the five minutes home to go get it, so I'm wearing this lovely hot t-shirt at the moment. And again, I also need to say thanks to Cam Gruber. He redesigned my logo for my announcing. I also need to say thank you to Reed Racing and RF Cattle Company, Madison Reed. He helps me out a lot, too. Also, thanks to you guys for for watching and listening along with our wild journey here on Chronicles from the Cushion. Yeah, for sure. It's been quite the journey. Uh, didn't really expect two guests tonight, but really happy Jason McIntyre and Chase Clove both joined. Uh, so if you guys are listening or tuning in, thank you guys again. Um, the flag that was hanging here that fell again. Uh, we're giving away one of the flags at the end of the year during fall nationals. Somehow we'll pick a winner and uh, to register for that, just stop by the merchandise table here at RPM Speedway and just fill out a form. Um, it's completely free to enter and if you're worried that I'm going to use your information, I'm not. I literally just throw all of the entries in a second box and it's sealed up and we'll pick a winner during fall nationals um if you're not at the racetrack and you're interested in the flag or in entering for a chance to win the flag just message preferably probably message me but tanner says he don't care but uh, if you you message me i will also message message sheldon so it'll get to the right person somehow yeah it's all gonna come back to me anyway so uh just let us know but uh, please sign up for that flag giveaway, like I kind of said on Facebook. If you're here at the track, you're down there eating food anyway, or going to the bathroom anyway, why don't you just mosey over to the merchandise table, fill out a form, and have a chance to win a really cool flag. And we're getting some really cool uh, signatures on it. And um, I guess moving forward, uh, we don't really have a lineup set. Uh, we have just a few more shows to do this year. Uh, Wheat Shocker Nationals, we're going to do Kiowa Higdon, a sport compact driver. And then we have a special interview that weekend. Um, I'm not real sure if Tanner's going to, Tanner probably doesn't even know, but uh, I don't know if Tanner's going to help. He's more than welcome to help. But uh, we have Timothy Wayne Gassman. He uh, is the flagman at lacrosse, and he used to flag here at RPM. And he's asked if he can make an appearance on the podcast so i kind of penciled him in during wheat shocker um it's a two-day show so i'm sure we can find some time to talk to timothy other than that we have a few few drivers showing interest but nothing concrete yet so um i'd like to make it concrete i'd like to have a plan so if if you're one of the drivers that have kind of talked about being on the podcast just let us know uh, we're real flexible, and like I said, we've got, I think we'll have three openings, but uh, be sure and just let us know. Uh, 
thank you all like tanner said thank you guys for watching and listening um it's really cool to see this grow with popularity uh make sure you subscribe uh share it on facebook share it on twitter uh tell all your friends at work maybe even your enemies or you know just let anybody and everybody um hear about the podcast we'd like it and hopefully we continue it moving forward the next few years down the line we'll see how things go um tanner any other quick thoughts or are we pretty much good to go no just thank you guys once again make sure you like subscribe do all that good stuff down there to the podcast help us grow help us spread the word like sheldon said we we would greatly appreciate it yeah for sure and i guess the last little deal i'll put in there is if you're sitting at home watching this uh if you're within decent driving distance of rpm you better come on out the weather's nice mother nature's can let us race tonight so you better get your butt here and enjoy some racing on a saturday night thank you guys